Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And today we're going to talk about another in our uh, film series, 31 Days of Halloween, where we talk about a movie that's in the horror or mystery thriller genre every day in October. And today's film is from the Hammer House of Horror, and it's called The Curse of Frankenstein. Yeah, so this is from 1957, I believe. It's the first color film that uh, horror, uh, Hammer Horror created. And this one is kind of a retelling of the Frankenstein story. It stars um, Peter Cushing as Victor Frankenstein. And he has inherited his family's wealth after his, his parents have died, and he hires this tutor to help him um, develop his um, interest in science. And together they start working on creating life from dead material. <laughs> and they, they actually, the first thing they do is they bring back to life a dog. And then, of course, um, Victor takes it to the next level, wanting to create a human. And, of course, things don't exactly go as planned, so, yeah. um, I think we did some. We did at least a Hammer horror movie last year for for the series, and I probably mentioned it then. But Hammer movies are they're not bad per se, but I find them best as background noise. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so this time of year, you know, Halloween season. You know, if you want to put in a scary movie, but maybe not pay 100% attention to it, mm -hmm. you, you, you couldn't really go wrong with Hammer. Right. And I don't know why uh, totally that is. I, I will say that, like, for, with this movie, for example, um, it wasn't the most mm -hmm. gripping of tales. The, the way they told it, you know, mm -hmm. um, didn't pull me in. But it was, it was fine, you know. It had that, you know, Hammer look. Now, I've never seen a black and white. Well, actually, I have seen a black and white Hammer film. But the color ones stand out because they just have a particular use of, of color and style. Mm -hmm. uh, this one has that. Um, but it's... I don't know. Um, I can get into more in a minute about, about maybe why it was a little bit sort of... kind of just middle of the road for me. Um, but the thing I'll say from the jump is it starts off with Peter Cushing's character being thrown into to jail mm -hmm. and then a priest i think it is mm -hmm. comes to i guess hear his confession so that is then the tool used to tell this story mm -hmm. and my thing is you know i feel like you whenever a story uses that as a device it automatically drops the suspense and tension level just a little bit i mean for one thing you can tell obviously things didn't go well <laughs> And obviously, you know that his character survives. Right. Um, so that maybe I would have used a different framing device, or not even framed it at all in, in that way. So that's a good point. Um, so I generally, I generally enjoy the the horror, the Hammer horror films. Um, and granted, most of them I've seen have been the ones made in the fifties to the sixties, and they're. Um, Certainly, by today's standards, they're they're rather slow. Um, they're nice to look at because they do have that particular saturated color um, that's unique, and they always have. You know, I think they were kind of made on, on 
low budgets, but they always, I think, do well with set design and costumes. And it's a bit like watching a costume drama with some horror elements thrown in every now and then. So to me, I, th- I find them kind of cozy, and you're right, exactly. They, they, they're nice to have in the background because they are kind of just kind of slow and atmospheric and pretty, and, and occasionally something interesting happens. Um, but I don't know. I find them, I find them strangely alluring. Um, and I, I enjoyed this one. I was reading a little bit about it, and in order to make this movie, they had to work under some certain requirements that Universal gave them, because Universal actually owns like the rights to Frankenstein or certain depictions of Frankenstein, so they had to make sure that um, they worked within some requirements that were set by Universal. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of those were around the look of Frankenstein, so Frankenstein could not look like the Boris Karloff Frankenstein. Yeah. And I think that actually benefits this movie quite a bit because it it does have kind of a sort of original take on, you know, the laboratory and how Frankenstein looks. Mm-hmm. And I think this Frankenstein, who in in this movie he's played by Christopher Lee, mm-hmm. um, is is a little more frightening looking and he looks a little more real, like someone you if you were gonna build a person out of a dead person it might look like this. Um, so he's a little more frightening. I mean, you know, it's tame by today's standards, but it's, you know, he's a little creepy. Yeah, I would agree with all that. Um, I didn't, I'm glad you read up on that because I didn't know that, but it, mm-hmm. it makes sense. And I, I think those were the elements I almost liked the most of this movie, that it is a different take from the, I think the take that a lot of us are very <clears throat> familiar uh, with the Universal Frankenstein mm-hmm. movies. Um and I do agree, Christopher Lee's Frankenstein is much more real looking, mm-hmm. which makes him even more frightening. I mean, he looks kind of frightening, mm-hmm. but the fact that it, this looks like, yeah, if you're going to tell the story of a crazed scientist putting together like a patchwork person, mm-hmm. that lo- it, the end result looks like that. <clears throat> and um, I thought this was perhaps one of Christopher Lee's most sympathetic, emotive roles. Yeah. Strangely enough, I mean, Christopher Lee had a very long career, and you know, in almost everything I've seen him in, he plays kind of a cool, calm, collected villainy villain type character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. He he's, he did he did it very well. Um, but this movie, he is a monster, right? And who is uh, you know got very human elements. Who's who's you could tell scared sometimes, or you know feels you know downtrodden. Um, also, sometimes is is a little bit. I mean, things didn't go right with the whole brain <laughs> transfer, so you know he's kind of scrambled there. Right. Uh, I think he he plays all that um, quite well. Yeah, I agree. He he managed to draw sympathy um, in the role as well. He always had kind of this you know pained expression on his face. I mean. He, his situation is one that's hard to hard to fathom, but it's obviously very painful for him, and yeah, he he gets that across very very well. And I and I should say too that Peter Cushing is very good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, he you know he's the typical mad scientist, but um, seemed very believable and um, a very good. I think this was his first Hammer horror film role as well. Mm-hmm. So. 
Say too, this is directed by Terence Fisher, who has 64 directorial credits to his name at IMDb, and I'm just looking through. A lot of them are Hammer movies, right? So he's part of the Hammer wheelhouse <laughs> there. Um, yeah. Cool. So, uh, what do you give this out of ten? I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. I'm giving it a five point seven, <laughs> and it is uh, our score. Then is a six point four. It's uh, on the tomato meter. Critic score is an eighty-two percent. Fresh, and it's got a solid audience score of seventy-seven percent. I think it's worth seeing. It spawned a lot of sequels. Yes. I was reading. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you.